what's driving that dialogue in your head of like you're not good enough you know should i be here uh, people are going to judge me uh, you know somebody's not going to like me like all those things right are dialogues and, and so you know you being mindful of that and, and, and really protecting your inner dialogue in ways really preserve you know one how you are going to be growing as an individual and so for me you know being able to have those tools you know in my toolbox um, are helpful but also having you know a cohort of women able to support you and nurture you know you and guide you through you know your the, the most darkest moments of your life has been a, a real altering you know great experience that came from being part of a network um, of individuals who are like-minded who are seeking success in their own right um, and who are badass women Hello, everyone. Welcome to Why She's Winning. I am your phenomenal and incredible and finest, I don't know what, host, Christy Rutherford. Glasses are fogging up. Today, we have Matilde Roman, who serves, I am yelling, Matilde. Let me calm down a little bit. Matilde serves as the Senior Vice President and Chief Equity, Inclusion and Diversity Officer. Chief Equity, Inclusion, and Diversity Officer at WMC Health, where she leads, designs, and directs the integration and alignment of diversity and inclusion best practices for the network. Prior to joining WMC Health, Matilde served in the inaugural role of Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer at New York City Health and Hospitals, where she developed the diversity and inclusion program from the ground up. A graduate of New York Law School, she has devoted her career to developing policies and programs to support underserved communities that both improve meaningful access to important services and drive positive social change. Recognized as one of the top diversity officers in the U.S., Patil spent most of her career in the public sector advancing equity and access initiatives to support the well-being of individuals and families. In her current role and in previous roles as the general counsel, deputy commissioner, and senior policy advisor, Matilde's contributions led to the development and implementation of innovative solutions and programs that created social and economic value to affect positive change and empower communities. Welcome, Matilde. Thank you for having me. And I need to add, um, also a, a proud alum of the Christy Rutherford Vision Finder International. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna add that. All right. So, Mathilde, tell us. Uh, okay, we got Leandro online. Tribe is showing up. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. So, tell us what was going on with you when you decided to reach out to us, um, and and how did you actually get connected with us? Talk to us about that. Yeah, so I was, how long ago has it been? Was it like August of last year or something, or something like that? Yeah. Um, there was a moment where I knew that something wasn't right. Um, and I just couldn't articulate it, um, but I knew I needed to seek help. And so I said, let me look at it, you know, find an executive coach. And so I reached out to my good friend, Ingrid Green Jones, who is probably on the call right now and listening in. Um, and she said, reach out to Christy. Um, so I did. Um, and we had a wonderful conversation. Um, and what I recall from the conversation is that I pretty much told you, I'm shut down. And I don't know why. And you asked a series of questions. Um, one of which you said, if I was your fairy godmother and you had three wishes, what would they be? Um, and I started giving you a response, but then I started to try to rationalize the reason why. And you said, hold up, 
I am your fairy godmother and you need to pretty much, you get what you're going to, you, you're asking for and you're here trying to like make sense of why you should be getting this. And then you said to me, oh, we're going to have fun with you. <laughs> That's exactly what I remember. Um, and then you gave me two kind of what you valued me as based on the conversation. You gave me one first initial impression. And then after that, you gave me a second um, cost. Um, and then later on, you told me why, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the, the numbers because family and friends may be watching this and then they don't need to know my business. Yes, praise the Lord. I'd be like, don't be having me talk about my money because I think my family watching, baby. Um, so let's talk about uh, Ingrid. Ingrid is on the line. So Ingrid, uh, Ingrid has sent us several women. Ingrid said, my whole circle got to get whole. So what was that like when you, you know, what was the conversation that you were having with Ingrid? And then she referred you because I think a lot of times we have people who support us in the limited conversation that we have of ourselves or the limit perspective that we have of ourselves. So what was it like for Ingrid to, ch for Ingrid to challenge you and then tell you where to go to be able to change the narrative that you were having? So Ingrid and I go back 20 years. Uh, we, were, we were in law school together. Um, I think we were like the only people of, like there was a small group of, you know, Latinos, African-American, Caribbean folks in school. Like we, we, we were the outliers um, and, you know, being in law school is challenging. I think more so for people of color um, and women um, where we're trying to find our voice um, amongst all the noise that's happening. Um, and so we instantaneously like all connected. Um, and so I think the struggle and in, in looking at, you know, how we're able to navigate spaces and be and show up in spaces has for me has always been a struggle um and i'm not speaking for ingrid but when i reached out to ingrid i was like listen i need help and she was like just go to christy she's gonna she's gonna like ingrid knew me enough to figure out that you were the answer to getting me getting me back on on track all right so um Ingrid say, I have traveled with badass as women who need to be free. Absolutely. All right. So when, when I said, we're going to have fun with you, um, what was, what was that? Like, what, what did that, how did that resonate with you when I was hitting you in the head? Cause that's my normal, uh, you know, y'all get on my phone, be playing around. I think it was challenging how you, you know, I challenged the way that you saw yourself. And then when I said we're going to have fun with you, it's like, we're going to have fun, one, when we set you free, because we want you to be our success story. Because you weren't as far away from who you wanted to be as you thought you were. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't recognize that. And I think the process of self-discovery and how you were able to provide questions and challenge my thinking really allowed me to kind of then reset and say, and, and, and rethink how I was thinking about myself to then show, then I was able to show up differently, right? Um, and so a lot of the process is really correlated with how you kind of shift that paradigm for individuals in ways that make them see things that they don't, they don't see themselves this way and yet you're making them think and see themselves differently. I think that is the game changer in how 
the process works. And, and I'm still in the process, um, you know, and you showed me, you, you know, Christy Rutherford is an artiste um, and she likes to draw. And she had me like stick figures and all this good stuff. And I was like, what is this woman doing? She's like on this, <laughs> on this whiteboard showing me some graphic and she, you plateaued, like you showed me the, like the, how I escalated up and then how I then, you know, plateaued and you're like, you know, but you're never going to go back down, but there's always work that you need to do. Um, and so, right. You, you guide us through like these steps, right. Coach Kathy, you and the other coaches really kind of help inform like this is the kind of internal work that you need to do because it starts from the inside, right? You can't project power or have a voice if you're not certain about who you are on the inside. And I think that for women, we struggle with owning our our power. Um, and so that is really the work um, that entails where you're you're growing, um, and then from that growth, you see the out the outward expression of that power in play. Ooh, ooh, I got a lot to unpack on that one. All right, uh, Vincine just showed up. Said, ooh. "Hey, Matil, there she goes." So. Uh, let's talk about the challenge that powerful women have with owning our power, because, you know, we're not necessarily the most popular people in our families. We're not the most popular people coming up, right? Elementary school, middle school, high school, college, and now the workplace, like women who have power were taught to try to contain it or restrict it or distort it or change who we are to make other people comfortable with us. So now we're so uncomfortable with ourselves that we don't know left from right. And so here you are, you, you know, you have the position. I did it. You have the, 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 the notoriety, but you're so uncomfortable with yourself and you can't see how great you are because you were never allowed to own that. So you want to unpack that a little bit of how, you know, what, what your journey was along, uh, along those lines. So I spent most of my career in places where I've I've needed to provide support to. So it's always been filling other people's cups, whether it's filling, you know, the cup of, of, of members of my family, you know, filling the cups of the individuals that I've reported to, right, making them look good, that I never found time to fill my own cup. Um, and in, in this space, it's really important to not to be self. Uh, I think, yeah, there is, you said that there's nothing wrong with being selfish, right? So I'm going to own the fact that, yeah, you need to be selfish, but that looks, that doesn't look like traditionally how people think about being selfish. So it's really important for individuals to really think about how we are really filling our own vessels in ways that make us whole so that then we can then be in a better position to really give and be and, and be at, at our highest potential. And I, I think for me, I had been spending so much time filling everyone else's coffers that I was empty. And I just didn't have, and I didn't know how to fill my own cup, like all that self-care and, you know, you know, doing meditations and doing affirmations, those things were not something that resonated with me, but I learned that the practice actually provided me with a calm and 
a stillness inside of me where I was able to then be very clear about my intent, about what I wanted and how I wanted to live and not, and not feel any sort of guilt about my, my wanting a specific standard of how I wanted to live my life. And I think that is really important for all women that we really need to be holding ourselves to account in ways um, before anyone else can hold us to account, if that makes sense. Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here, inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes, the information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume, my other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve, I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. Woo! Okay, Mattel. <laughs> Dropping them bombs. Um, okay, so selfish. And pouring from an empty cup. We're conditioned to give to everybody else, to, mm-hmm. to share with everybody else. And so now we're depleted, empty, bitter, <laughs> lonely. Crying. I was crying stop. a whole lot. Huh? I was crying a whole lot. Yeah. And we can't stop giving, even though we have nothing left to give, because it's like, and people won't stop asking. Right. And and they know that you have nothing and they and they know that you deplete it, but we have trained people to depend on us. We have trained people to, you know, for us to be their only solution. And so now when we have nothing, they're looking at you like, so what do you mean you have nothing left? Does that does that make sense? And if we don't give ourselves permission to save ourselves, it's over. Because people, people we're we're waiting for people to stop asking. It's never gonna happen. What are your thoughts on that? And so you you also, part of your program is really what's the power of no? And how do we ensure that we're preserving our space, our sanity, by making sure that we're really, you know, we only have so much energy. There's time and there's energy, right? There's so much energy that we can dispose of in a day. And so how do you want to use that energy? And so the way I've been able to manage really kind of, you know, saying no to people and saying no to, you know, things that I know are not serving my greater good, right, is about like, how much energy is that going, I'm going to expend in that? And will that help me in any way? Um, And so that's another kind of key strategy in which, you know, you were really kind of making sure, because, you know, it's really hard for us as people pleasers, wanting to say yes to everything. And, you know, we don't have the time, we don't have the energy to do everything that we want or what other people want from us. And so it really is a question of what what's important to me, you know, and making sure that I'm clear about that. And then, you know, how do I then, you know, eliminate all the other things that are, are low value and don't bring, uh, don't get me to where I need to be um, and moving both my career and my personal life. 
you said something that was so good. I'm going to wrap it around where you talked about shifting the paradigm to see yourself differently. And now you're talking about, you know, you have to get clear on what's important to me. So, so a big challenge that we have is we never focus on ourselves. And then, and so if you don't ever do that, you don't ever invest in yourself, even meditation and reading a book, like a good book, does that make sense? And feeding our soul, we can't see ourselves clearly. And we're depending on everyone outside of us that we train to need us, but not appreciate us. And we're depending on them to tell us our value. It's over. It's not going to happen. It won't. And what's interesting, you told me, take a week off. Yeah. And a week came by, you're like, did you do it? I'm like, I did some of it. And you're like, no, 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 you need to take a week off. You need to sleep, uh, right? It's it's all about, you know, not just, you know, you know, getting your massage and getting your mani-pedi, but really like, you know, what are those patterns that are going to really invigorate you, get you back to your, you know, 100% so that you can then do the things that you need to do for your career, for your finances, for your family. Um, and so a lot of, this work uh, that I continue to do is, is really checking myself and like, you know, where am I in my kind of vessel, right? Am I, where's my energy level here? And then, and, and what I recognize just by doing that is that I'm actually able to give more. It's weird, right? Because it's not, it, but, do, but do it in a very different way. Um, so that I still feel that I'm giving I'm just being smarter about it. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, is anybody else missing their video? Because Simone and Amanda say, I can't fix it anyway. So we have to work with StreamYard on that. So let's talk about this. I remember when I told you to take a week off, you was like, what? What am I supposed to do? I said, you know, nothing. I, you were so startled. And and you didn't know what that meant. You was like, what do you mean nothing? I'm like, do nothing. And you were like, well, what does that mean? Like, give me the framework on do nothing. Do nothing means wake up late, eat what you want, uh, you know, meditate and work out. Be bored. You said be bored. I was like, what? Be what bored. Be bored. You keep saying that. So, <laughs> yeah, I want you to be bored. I, because because as, as high achievers, our mind is always racing. We're always doing something. We're always going, 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 doing, 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 giving, giving, giving. And I'm like, I want you to do nothing and be bored. So when you did it partially or fully, what was that experience like for you? It was, it was, it, 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 it helped. Um, I think for me, I've been doing more of, of being bored. Um, and I think I've been practicing what, what I would call stillness, where I'm really quieting my mind. I'm doing it for 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. Because I think in, the, in being quiet and being still in my mind where there's no chatter, like I literally am making sure that there is no noise in my head. Like, you know, there's a great book, um, Fierce Conversation, that says, you know, you have most of the conversations are in your head and then you, you know, the conversations with yourself and then there's some conversations you have with other people. We need to be very mindful about the language that we use for ourselves. And because it, I think it translates into how we see ourselves and how we then show up and be present in externally for others. And so for me, the being bored and that transition really is about being still and quiet. And so that practice, you know, was the beginning stages of me recognizing how important 
not allowing the noise in my head to overtake me because that has always been the pattern is, is that I have this running kind of dialogue in my head about things about how I see myself, um, how people may perceive me. Um, and when you told me to be bored, I actually stopped that dialogue. And that actually helped me crystallize and be able to use and it actually empowered me, right? Because now I'm not feeling all these things about being an imposter and am I doing the right thing and someone like me or, you know, why did I do this? And, and so that it is being intentional, um, being intentional about being quiet and being, and, and it provides a level of clarity to be able to own your power in ways that you can then command a room, be present, and be decisive in a leadership role. So for me, that week, which I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, uh, where I ended up, I would say successfully being able to understand the, the, the connection between what you were saying and what I needed for me in order for me to be present in my current role and also present in, in, the, in my personal life. The, the thing about it is, we are so tired and crazy <laughs> and we don't know because that's normal. And to become bored is like to get, I don't know what's going on with my, with my, my Bahamian internet, but I'm going to fix it. It's we, we gonna, we gonna keep rocking here. That Bahamian internet and I'm sweating. You see this keep fogging up. It's very humid in the Bahamas. It's kind of hot here as I overlook the ocean, watching a cruise ship and a yacht pass by. But anyway, we're going to, we're going to keep it rocking. The, the, the thing about it is we're so tired and, and we don't know we're tired because being tired and depleted is normal. We have accepted a life of walking around with 10% energy in our cup and, mm -hmm. and we're still giving and we won't give ourselves permission to fill our cups first. And so to, to say, all right, I wanted you to be bored because I wanted you to settle down a little bit more because, it, because again, this is a journey. This is a process. So whenever you go into your new role, you now have a standard of what rest really means. And then you shoot towards that. And so that's the whole intention is if, if we can give women in leadership a, a glimpse of what rest really means, what joy really means, we're picking jobs thinking that the job is going to give you rest. Never going to happen. The job is going to give you joy get the freak out of here. The job is going to give you everything that you need. And so you keep going to job, not you, but women keep going to job at the job at the job, seeking something that the only person that's going to be able to clearly define that is you. So once you got clear on that, now that's your new measurement when you do start to get tired and overwork yourself because that's our habits. And then you'd be like, you know what? I remember what this felt like. Let me go back here. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And it really is something that I've never experienced, you know, because I've always been, you, you called me, you know, you need to stop being a lioness and stop going on the hunt. You said that a few times to me, where it's like, you know, you need to stop hunting and you need to sometimes, you know, and you showed us the, the shift of like, what is red, yellow, and green. Um, and like, you know, in each of these aspects, you're still doing work, but you're doing things differently. And so you're really kind of slowing down in yellow and kind of, you know, pausing. Um, red is full stop where you're really being, it's taking that week and being bored. And then the green is like full on, get it done. 
and and you were like you're in green all the time you need to stop hunting um and 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 that would be that's where I, I i kind of measure my energy level and say okay i'm am i should i be green yellow so i've been using that also as practice you know to make sure that i'm checking in with myself and i'm doing what i need to do um so that i'm productive i'm happy and in turn by do by being in that in those positions i'm able to actually give more of myself in ways that i never even imagined that i could hey chris rutherford here if you want to learn how to get a 30 percent raise this year without getting another degree go ahead and get my free case study and get this information use it you can go to changenowwithchrissy.com changenowwithchrissy.com it's about 30 minutes use the insight own your value and get paid what you desire and deserve take care see you soon okay all right so we're gonna come back to that because because I, I gave that training i think it was last year i was like we got to find that training and share it with the women um, y'all still on the line, y'all let me know if y'all want it. Uh, not y'all, but the Vision Finder Masterclass women. Huh? Yeah. And I also want to talk about, you know, how important it is for the tribe. And, and you know. Are we going to come to that? That's what we shift into, the tribe. The yeah. tribe. Because I was, that was, that's big um, for, for me. It was big for me. So let's talk about Kathy and then we'll shift into the tribe, right? Because I, I, I talk to women all the time who want me to do one-on-one. I'm like, no one i'm not doing one-on-one no more and if i do it's super expensive it's just i just i don't want to because the tribe is so important and we're so lonely in leadership so and then and then let's talk about kathy what was it because because my coaches or my former clients who got amazing results kathy uh grammy not grammy emmy nominated educator phenomenal so what was what was the experience like with having, you know, someone like Kathy to be able to assist you with unlocking yourself? Because we like to tag team over here. So Coach Kathy, one is amazing. Um, and one, she allowed me space. She get, she allowed me space to to have grace, if you will. Right. Like because I didn't know what what grace is um, and how to give myself grace. But she gave me that space to allow myself to try to find through self-discovery, one, what was the most relevant things that were like a problem for me. And then then kind of then provide these questions, these open-ended questions to kind of guide me in ways that allowed me to kind of discover for myself what I needed. Cause we all, you know, and it was among a group of women. And so, you know, in these group sessions, you know, we go around and, you know, we they ask the same questions, but the, you know, depending on where people are at, there is everybody's response is different. And so you, you want, you're listening and you're correlating things that resonate with you. Like, oh, you're going through that too. And, and then you're seeing Kathy ask these questions to work through. And so even as you're sitting and you're listening to other women in the group talk about the challenges that they're facing um, and going through the process, you're actually also applying it to your current situation in ways that really help support one, a a community of women who are really feeling challenged, but also the support mechanisms that we need as women in order for us to feel 
whole, you know, with ourselves and with others, right? Because all of these women who I've had the pleasure of being around are high achieving women. Like there was, there was not one woman in the group who didn't have a, a level of success, however they defined it. And that was something, one, I'm not alone. Um, two, the, the, the process for them helped support me in my learning. And then, you know, and then Coach Kathy really gave me the space for me to be able to be emotional, you know, say what I needed to say in a safe space, um, and then be able to work through what I was feeling at the time. Um, and the other women were there to support me. And so that support system really helped in my growth um, so that I could really change the trajectory of what I, you know, what I need, where I needed to be, um, which was great. We call Kathy the silent assassin. Uh, Raquel is a little bit more aggressive. I'm, I'm 10 times, 10x aggressive. So let's talk about um, the support system because we have friends, but we ain't sharing with our friends deep, 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 deep stuff. Because sometimes our friends see our brand that we've created it. And those friends that we've created with this, um, I think from a professional standpoint, there's always a chapter in our story that we really need to reconcile. And we don't have anybody to do that because our friends are just as shattered as we are. So now to have, you know, we're not talking to no more than seven women in a group. We're not talking to 100 people, right? So it's, it's seven women uh, in the group to, to be able to unpack that last chapter um, that, that needs to be reconciled. So, you know, you can cry in front of these friends. You talked about crying all the time. You cried a lot. So, um, you know, and not feel like somebody's going to weaponize that against you. And, and, and I remember when I, when I started crying through my process in 2013, 2014, it's like, I hadn't cried in years. And I mean, the good old ugly cry. And there's something cathartic with that. And it's like, when did I stop crying? When did we start you know, being so strong that we weren't allowed to feel anything. And when you cry is really you're releasing all of the stuff that, you know, you've been holding on to and what's been holding you back from being happy. So what was that experience like for you to, to cry in front of other people? Because you cried a lot. And I cried in the beginning, which I found, I, I was, I had no intentions of crying, um, by the way, just for the record. Um, and I was, <laughs> um, and the first time that, I was with Coach Kathy and the group, you know, I hadn't met any of these women. Um, and, and I just started to cry. I was like, I'm, I, I'm shut down and I cried. And they literally said nothing. They allowed me that space. Um, and I, and then, you know, she, you know, slowly introduced kind of like, you know, you know, tell me a bit more. And we got into conversations. But the fact that it was such a release um, for me, uh, because one, you know, I, I'm not one to show my feelings. Um, you know, if I cry, I'm crying ugly, maybe for like two minutes in the bathroom. Um, and then, um, you know, wipe my tears and I do my business. I got to take care of business. Um, and so I think part of the, the process also allowed me to feel my way into things, which I think was really important. Um, because as leaders and as women, you know, we're doing everything for everybody and, we don't take the time to assess our emotional state of being. Um, and how do, and I think it's really important for us just from just thinking about intuition and feeling your way into things 
that's really a powerful tool that I think we negate as women, um, you know, and, and so how do you harness that in ways that really help drive your success in your career and your personal life? I think that's really important. And so, you know, stillness, um, really uh, feeding your, your feeling your way into things and, and being excited about things really helps support, uh, you know, your journey in, in, through your career and in your life. You talked earlier about having a running dialogue. Like we, we always have the story, the script that's running all the time and playing in our head. And, you know, when we want to take risks, we talk ourselves out of it before we even do it. When we want to do something greater, we talk like we're always exhausting ourselves with this competing conversation. And so to, to be able to actually express it out loud and then you hear yourself and you're like, OK, I can't believe I just said that out loud but you've been saying it to yourself for years and then once you start to unpack where that came from how it got there and then change the script then you cry about it right <laughs> right then you change the script and now you're able to actually say i would say confess or admit to you know the things that we can't necessarily tell a lot of people but we need to unpack it and and we can't because somebody's going to use it against you or, you know, everybody's going through their own self or because, you know, you're the super successful, gorgeous, brilliant professional. Can you really say I got some stuff going on that I need to unpack and have people take you seriously? Yeah. Uh, and I think for for many women who want my friends can't understand i feel like my friends can't understand the challenges mm -hmm. that we face mm -hmm. in leadership roles um especially if they haven't themselves it's been in those positions i think also the unpacking of you know past brokenness like you mm -hmm. like to call it um <laughs> is something you know like we're all broken and so yeah. how do we how do we create space for women to be able to share their past experiences and their pain um, in, in not in a judgmental way, but in a space that allows for healing? Um, and so that has been, I think, one of the, the kind of gems in the program is that you're able to, one, one day, you know, question and kind of dig into like, you know, what's really driving those th that dialogue in your head right that's one like what's driving that dialogue in your head of like you're not good enough you know should i be here uh, people are going to judge me um you know somebody's not going to like me like all those things right are dialogues and and so you know you being mindful of that and and, and really protecting your inner dialogue in ways really preserve you know one how you are going to be growing as an individual. And so for me, you know, being able to have those tools, you know, in my toolbox um, are helpful, but also having, you know, a cohort of women who, you know, are, we're virtually strangers, um, be able to support you and nurture, you know, you and guide you through, you know, your the, the most darkest moments of your life, you know, 
have has been a, a real altering, you know, great experience that came from being part of a network um, of individuals who are like-minded, who are seeking success in their own right, um, and who are badass women. Like that's. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better. Now. Did you get your copy of my resume course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume to Land You a High-Paying Job? Look, even if you have somebody write your resume for you, how do you know whether or not it sucks? (laughs) And did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good? So get this course, not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video, get this course, use it and get paid what you deserve. It's less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. Yeah, we only talk to badass women over here at Fidget Find International because we need the most help and we can't tell nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um, you talked about it earlier, you know, being in a group with the other women who everybody's somebody in this group. But but this is the thing about and um, you know, the challenge that I had was I was Christy Rutherford, Commander Rutherford, you know, who's this and that and this award winning, you know, have you know, meddled out rank. I was the ish, right? But when I was suffering, nobody heard me. Nobody, nobody could, nobody heard Christy. They only heard Lieutenant Commander and Commander Rutherford. And I'm like, hello, hello, knock, knock. I am in trouble and I am on fire. And you know, by the time we admit we're in trouble, we're almost dead. <laughs> by the time we admit it to ourselves, I always say by the time we admit to ourselves that we're in trouble, we're 90% buried. Like we're already at third degree burns. By the time we confess it to somebody else, the only thing that's sticking out of the dirt is our finger. Be like, somebody come help me because we're not willing to slow down and address our brokenness. Because if we slow down and we think we look in the mirror, we got to fix it and we don't want to fix it. So to now have a, a, a group of women, you know, who actually have a lot of the same challenges, which I tell, you know, like I was telling them, like, Matilda, you're not by yourself. I tell women all the time, you're not by yourself. High achieving women, we have a lot of the same things that we need to unpack. And we can't necessarily unpack it, you know, it's our personal stuff first, which shows up at work. It ain't the job. It's like the personal stuff. And once you listen to a couple of other women, you'll be like, my God, I thought that was just me. So it helps you relax a little bit and not beat yourself up about stuff that you thought you were doing wrong. It's like, no, I am like-minded with these women. Uh, like uh, uh, Vincene called you a unicorn. Like we're these magical, very small percentage of the population women. I'm not after everybody. It's like, we need to be able to unpack this stuff and then become greater so we can serve in the greater capacity that God has called us to do. Yes. All so right. The tribe is important. And, yeah. and you said you gave us like make a list of all the people that you you connect, right? Because the, the five people that you're most closely aligned to is going to determine your success or your failure. Um, and so, you know, and tell me who you walk with and I'll tell you who you are. And so you made us go through this entire process of like figuring out like, you know, who we're connected to and 
and really purging. I mean, it, it was it was a and it was a, a, an exercise that we could I I think is part of my again back to my toolbox, something that I I constantly do to see, you know, who's who am I connected with and you know is there value in making in making those connections and keeping those connections. Yeah, Rashida said nobody hears me. Ain't nobody trying to listen to a woman who got it together. They like never. And 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 that's and that's how we implode. That's how I almost died because when I did start telling people, they didn't hear me. And I'm like, I am a fish suffocating on dry land, and people are watching my demise. Like people were clapping for my success while I am melting in front of them. And it's a lot of us that are like that. And so that's what we do over here. So, all right, two more questions. You talked about assessing your emotional state of being. So I talked to a couple of women this week and, um, you know, we talked about it before we got on the line and, you know, we're taught to dress up our brokenness. We're taught to go and get this expensive stuff and wear these expensive clothes and then go buy this house. I'd be like, but you're going to be crazy. It's H-E-L-L in the house. We're taught to go invest in another degree or I'm like, you can't tell me you can go do a flowing dress picture in Greece and you ain't got no money for therapy. Get the freak out of here, right? Like we're taught to be able to go and 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 do all these external things and we don't, and we get afraid to invest in ourselves. What are your thoughts on that? Because was this your first time you've invested in yourself at this level? I'm almost. Yes. Okay. So what Didn't was. Did you see me hold my purse when you, 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 you I held my purse tight? You were like, bro, you need to let it go. Let it go. <laughs> You was like this. What? Oh, no. Right. It's right. It's investing in yourself in ways. But to your point, right? It's not investing in designer bags and designer shoes and, and looking good and, and you know having those Instagram picture you know vacations. Um, it's about investing internally in yourself. Um, and so that investment um, of working, you know, I think investing in yourself internally shows up externally um and and doesn't and, and then you know you don't need you know the fancy bag and well you do still need the fancy bag you do and you're going to make the money to make get the fancy bags and the shoes so let me not say that because that's important but really the the priority really is about working on yourself in ways that help you see the value of what you bring to the table Right. I think that was for me really important of like I bring value um, and, and it's not and, and the value that I bring really has high impact. Um, and so when I was able to kind of work through this process and work on myself internally, what I ended up saying and seeing is a different me. I came out differently. I'm the same me, but I showed up very differently and for and for that reason alone right it's worth all the dollars and the cents right because i can you know not planning to leave my job but i could leave my job tomorrow and i have i'm in i have greater confidence in my ability to be able to secure another high paying job or do another thing simply for the fact that i have more confidence in my ability to do that because i've worked on myself internally oh that's good so uh, you said I bring value, right? And 
Yeah, a lot of times women buy the expensive stuff to cover their brokenness, but now we buy it because we like it. Like I, I, I don't need you to know that I have value from this bag. I just like the bag. It's not going to determine my value. So let's talk about value. When when I gave you a number, because everybody gets a number, and I be right. I be telling people, I don't think y'all understand. When I tell you what your value is, I'm always, always right. So what was that like? Because I think it was like three x, three three point five x, which you were where, where you were at at the time. What was that? Yeah, and then you said four. And then okay. you changed it up and you made it higher. Yeah. So what was that? What was that like to be able to get to for somebody to tell you what your real your real value was in the market? I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> At first, I was like, where is she getting this number from? Like, what? What's what is this number? This arbitrary number that she's you know? But you gave me the rationale behind it afterwards, like after our talk. Um, but. What happened, which was very interesting, is that I started getting a lot of recruiters contacting me. And I, without a stutter, was like, that's the number. That is the number. And I internalized that number in such a way that I got my number. <laughs> you know... Um, I like for y'all to prove me right. Great. And, and it's better to prove somebody right who tells you the two X or three extra salad and to prove the people wrong or, you know, prove the people right who say you should be happy to have a job in COVID. I'm like, no, you, we can't be in a great resignation. And then, and then the, 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 the money for women is limited. So you got it. Right. And then the, when I added the, the extra on top of it in, in the next three, four years, you're going to get that too. Yeah. So I was, so I was right. You were right. Okay, great. So, uh, <laughs> you, just wanted to hear, you just wanted to hear that. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> so, um, so now what? And I remember you, you got the raise and it's like, you know, um, a lot of people are reaching out because you're a top talent. So what is that? What is that feeling like now being aware that you're top talent, how do you move differently? And what are some of the different things that are going for you um, in, in your life? So it's back to that internal feelings of, of empowerment, being able to show up in spaces confidently um, and be able to really have own my have an agency about what I my work and my worth in ways that really put me in positions where I I feel I feel confident. I I actually feel very confident about when I you know show up and, and sit at a table, um, what comes out of my mouth, um, and that you know I know that as I navigate the space um, both professionally. Um, you know, and, and, and personally that I know my worth. And, and for me, it's really important for women to own and have an agency, their, their own agency to be able to navigate spaces where we have not been traditionally been invited to participate in, uh, where we have, um, 
one, not probably not been invited to, but like I've always been waiting, like waiting to be invited to something. Nobody's going to invite you to sit at the table. And so I've taken it upon myself to find a seat and sit at tables. Um, let them tell me that I need to move. And, you know, and it has happened. So there you go. There you go. It hasn't happened. So all this while, while I'm here waiting patiently for somebody to tell me to come to the table, I'm like, no, no, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to sit here um, until somebody tells me otherwise. Um, and I think that has been a tremendous shift in how I, I show up to, to in front of people um, that I think, you know, in all these years of being in leadership positions, I've never felt the agency to be able to do that. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast so far. But what I know that you'll love even more is joining us in our private community. Join us in this private community. Let Money Loves Happy People and get live and on-demand insights so you can use this information to live the life that you truly and deserve. Get a raise and a promotion, no problem. Step into your purpose, no problem. Get the relationship that you deserve, no problem. Look, it's never too late to live the life that you deserve. It's never too late to live a life of total fulfillment. You just need information and inspiration to get on the path of living your greater life. So go ahead again, click on the link on around this video. Join us in our private community and change your life for the best. Take care. See you soon. Mattel say, I go find a seat, sit down. Nobody, and they don't reject you. They don't say you don't belong here. You just sit down and be like, I'm, I'm supposed to be here. And they'd be like this. Yes, you are. Like you're, we're waiting for people to open the door to tell us that we belong. But when you know you belong, you just go take your seat. You ain't, you don't, and you don't have to fight for it. You just sit down and they'd be like this. Welcome. <laughs> That's exactly what's happened. Welcome. I'm like, oh yeah. Welcome. Thank you. So last question, because this is so good. We got to unpack this. I need, I need two more minutes. Like <clears throat> what is like the before and after, right? Of you thinking that if I go sit at the table, they're going to reject me or they're not going to like me, or I have to fight and claw to get there as opposed to just walking in the room, sliding a chair back and sitting down. Like what was your what were the expectations of what was going to happen before when you were afraid and now with your knowingness? Give me the before and after. So the before is always overanalyzing. And I'm going to tell you a funny story. And you said it right before the last interview of this new job, we were prepping and, you, and I was talking and you're like, girl, they know you're qualified. They see your resume. They just need to know that they like you and they can work with you. That's all you need to do. Why are you tripping about trying to justify what's on your resume. They already know you're qualified. You're overly qualified. And I was like, oh. So I went into the interview and I said, just be you. You said, just be you. And I was just me. And that was all it, it took. Um, and so, you know, we, you know, and before I would have spent like hours upon hours of like dissecting, you know, different questions so that I can, you know, show up, you know, knowledgeable and, you know, quick witted and all this other stuff. And I walked in, I put my purse down. I was like, hello, how are you? <laughs> so all that 
that work and all that time and all that energy was for naught because you know I I had it all inside me, right? I don't need another degree. Like you said, you don't. We don't need another degree. We don't need you know another you know uh, certificate program. You know we don't need any of that. We already have everything that we need. We just need to own it and show up. I love that because. You Matilda dropped so many gems on y'all. I don't know. I'm like this. I don't know. We're gonna ban this interview. She didn't gave away our whole program. I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> but it was good because you're because you're listing, you became the information. Does that make sense? Like a lot of times we read stuff or we do stuff, but you have become the information. So now you can teach. You'll be like, this is what I did. Matilda dropped eight bombs on y'all. I was counting. I was like, okay, she she didn't gave away this, she didn't gave away that. <laughs> But, yeah, but it's one thing yeah. to, to give it away, it's not giving it away because you can you can literally give people all this information and they still don't know what to do with it. It's not know. about the information. It's about the people who know how to deliver it, right? So yeah, yeah. no, I was I was laughing because that, that was a joke. You'd be like this. No, I didn't because they're not gonna do it right anyway. You'd be like, it's a secret recipe, like Colonel Sanders got them 11 herbs and spices. We got some, <laughs> we got some secret sauce over here. So uh, y'all could join me at my upcoming event, levelupwithchrissy.com, where I'm going to be sharing you how to calculate your value in the market. You're going to have your calculation. I'm going to have mine, which is going to be something outrageous. I mean, why not shoot for 3X and, and get 2.5X? Why not shoot for 4X and get 3X? I mean, you know, a lot of women think that a $10,000 raise is to come up. Uncle Sam going to take $5,000 of that. And by the time you pay your tithes, all you got is... Um, some some money to get some new tires. So uh, Ingrid, thank you so much for bringing Matilda over here to Vision Finder International. We do have a referral program, but um, so before we close, <clears throat> what advice do you have for women who are on the fence or they're wondering whether or not they want to work with us over here at Vision Finder International? What advice do you have for them? You need to invest in yourself. Um, it's really important as women in leadership roles to really take the time to really learn this process. Um, and it is a process, it's a journey. And so what this program delivers is the, the key tools and techniques to really get you started, right? But the, the journey continues long after. And I think part of the, the beauty of this program is that you stay connected with individuals um, and are able to continue having a sounding board, if you will, um, to help support yourself in your journey. Yeah, happiness and joy is not a passive activity. You got to work for this joy. You have to, we have to work for wholeness to not allow brokenness because brokenness will always show up. We just got to keep working for it. So, Matilda, don't hang up. I got two more minutes for you. But um, thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great weekend. See y'all tomorrow if y'all going to join us. Level up with Chrissy.com. Take care. God bless. Have a good weekend. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.